Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Today we're going to be talking about the new year. Man, that's coming up quick, isn't it? And so, uh, how's your year been? I want to talk a little bit about that. And you know, of course, you can, you've can you probably already heard the, the phrase already, more in 24. But we're going to talk about the, the, some of the mores in Scripture in 24. Because, uh, well, turn your Bible, if you would, to... Uh, 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 Joshua 1 and uh, you're familiar with this scripture we're going to look at Joshua 1.8 but I want to point something out to you it's real easy sometimes to uh, say man you know we just want this year to be done we're ready for a brand new one a new, brand new year to you know take off here and, and uh, but what about this year we just had uh, could have we done anything different this year? You know, it's 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 so important if you whether you own a business, whether you're uh, a, a, any any place in life. I think it's very important that we take inventory of our life and what's taken place of this year. If we can't learn something from uh, the past, good or bad, then uh, we if it's not a good place. We fail to learn off of whether it's mistakes or sometimes it's not the mistake sometimes it's what we did right and it's like okay well what do we want to do this year we want to do more of the right right if 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 it's some of the wrong let's correct that and not go down that road again but if it's some good it's some we want to do more of that right we want to uh, uh, accelerate in those areas a little bit well how do you do that if you don't take inventory if you don't take an inventory of, okay, what's, what's this produced? What's the fruits of it? What's, what, what has uh, 2023 produced in our lives? You know, Pastor Michael talking this morning about, you know, 2020 and COVID. We went through that. Thank God that's behind us. Glory to God. But, you know, during that time, isn't it amazing how if we're not careful on that, we can look at that and say, oh, man, you know, things may not ever be the same again. Well, to some people, maybe not. But what can we use out of that to catapult ourselves forward and say, praise God, we made it through that, and how did we do that? You know, we talked about here that we had, you know, over 100 people here that, you know, got COVID kind of at the same time. And, and uh, so I guess we got our immune real quick going there. And, uh, but uh, what, you know, Pastor Nancy and I, we, we declared, we talked about how we declared, we took communion and we declared and said, we, our declaration is no weapon formed against these people. Word of Faith Family Church will succeed in any way. No weapon formed against them. We said, we'll not lose a one and everyone will come through this thing not even smelling like smoke, praise God. And that was our declaration. We stood, and those of you know, we sent out videos, and we, you know, encouraged you, phone calls and stuff, said, hey, keep listening to the, your healing scriptures. Keep listening to the Word. Keep the Word alive. Keep the Word going, because that's our victory. Amen? And so as we continue to do that, we march through this thing. Well, when you're going through a battle sometimes, it seems like that, that if that's all you're surrounded with, that that might last forever, kind of that feeling. You know, is there, a, is there an exit strategy out of this? Is there a way to, you know, to, to, to get out of this? Or is this something that's going to remain? But, you know, uh, in the middle of it, uh, I heard clearly the voice of the Lord said this to me, there'll be more people that'll die of fear than, than of COVID. And, and, and this was early on in the game. And so we stood. We stood against fear. The, because fear has torment, the Bible says. It's, it'll, fear, once run its course, it'll, it can produce death. It's a terrible thing. It's an enemy, a, 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 a ploy that the enemy uses. Fear in, in many ways. Well, what happens? It's, it's a type of faith, but in the negative. See, it's a fa- faith is what the confidence of what God said he would do. What is fear? Fear is the confidence of what the enemy said or what's going on in the world will come to pass. It's a confidence in that negative thing. 
And so it's very dangerous. So it's very important that we know that we don't allow fear in our lives, that we just make the decision, no, fear's not going to be in my life. It's not going to be in my family. I'll not, I'll not tolerate it. We'll not have it here. And we declared it in Jesus' name. Fear will not be in our people, in this church. We'll not have it. It's a ploy of the enemy, and we, 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 won't, we won't stand for it. And so, but uh, uh, during that time, there's always that, that, that feeling, and people say, oh, you know, it's, it's always going to be this way, or it's always going to be this way. So, no, we, we're going to move on from that, praise God. And, 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 and so what's one of the takeaways from this? Problems come, but problems go. Amen. It, we, we've got to make the decision we're going to move on. And I want to encourage you, even to this day, if you have fear and you hear the word COVID and it produces fear in it, stop it. Stop at the door. Get into the Word of God. What's the Bible say? Perfect love cast out all fear. The love of God. The love of God in this. God loves me too much. For God loves me more than the devil hates me, praise God. Aren't you thankful for that? It's more for us than against us. God is for us not against us. Glory to God. Doesn't matter who's against, doesn't matter what the enemy's plans are and comes up against us. God's plan for our life and future is greater. Praise the Lord. I, I, I thought a lot about that whenever I was, you know, when I had to set the plane down outside of town. Remember, a lot of you remember that out there on the highway at night and and, and you know in the natural they uh, the uh, uh, first responders and stuff they were treating it as a, a, a you know a recovery that it was just coming out that you know there probably wasn't any survivor on that well you know what they didn't bank on is that God was fl helping fly that plane praise God amen, amen. And when you're in that, you can't, and I realized, I knew at that moment there was no way I could let any kind of fear into my life. I couldn't. I refused in my life. For one thing, it'll distract you from doing what you need to do. And secondly, it's an, it, it opposes faith. It's a, it's a, it'll, it'll kill your faith. So what's, what's the takeaway from that? No matter what it is in life that we're dealing with, we've got to get in faith. Faith and confidence that God said no matter how dark it gets, whatever goes on, praise God, the light is brighter. And God's going to be with us in the middle no matter where we go or what we do. Well, um, what can we do about this? Well, I'm glad you asked since you've already found Joshua 1.8. You know this, but we're going to read this, all right? Joshua 1.8, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Why? That you, everybody say you. you. Now let's put it in the, in the personal tense. Say me. <coughs> now let's say I. I, okay. That I may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, everybody say I shall make my way prosperous and then I shall deal wisely and have good success. This is a powerful verse of scripture because it does put it in the personal sense. Well, you know, God, you take care of this. You take care of this. Well, according to this verse, he said that we are going to, we have the ability to make our way prosperous and have good success. It's not taking any way, anything away from God. But I want you to realize the reason it's written this way is because he's already done all he's going to do. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is. He's seated down at the right hand of the Father. He's accomplished it, and he's in that seated position. Now, it's already been done. Everything that he did 2,000 years ago, whether it be on the cross, whether it be in hell itself, when he defeated the enemy, he completed that, praise God. And because he completed it, then he says, now you have the ability to use what I've given you to make your way prosperous and have good success. Well, God, you just do this. God, make this happen. Do this. No, he says, you do it. Hallelujah. I'm smiling when I'm saying it. Glory to God. He said, and we do this. We have the ability. Matter of fact, we are commanded to do this. We are commanded to do what? To make our way prosperous. How do we do it? We meditate on the Word of God day and night. We keep it before us, praise God. What is that? The, the promises of God are yea and amen. 
The promise is everything that God's given us is given us to walk in that place of victory, not in defeat. So he says, if you will meditate on a day and night, and that you may observe to do all according to this written in it, then you shall make your way prosperous, then you shall have good success. So I ask you again, how was your year? 2023. Could have been better. Could have you done anything different about it? Because you want to take that away and begin to apply those principles in the new year, right? 2024, coming up. Boy, we're knocking on its door. Real close here. What are we going to do? Do we have an entrance plan? If we have an exit strategy for here, do we have an entrance plan into 2024? Do we have a, a plan of attack into more that God's promised for us? Or are we just saying, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. And many people live their life like that, but as you and I as believers know that when the greater one dwells within us, we, have a, we can walk in a place of victory regardless of where the world decides to walk. And so if we didn't like what happened and took place in 23, what can we do differently to begin to change 2024? I've already been talking to my 2024. How about you? I've already been talking to it, what it's gonna, how it's going to begin to shape out and what's going to begin to take place. I've been declaring more in my 2024. I've been declaring more of the goodness, and we're going to look at some of the scriptures that promises us the more that's in scripture for 2024. Because it's there, it's available to us. But it's what will we do? Will we just say, well, God, you, I'll leave that up to you to take care of it. No, he's already done it. Because then the enemy will slip in and he'll begin to give you less instead of, instead of receiving from God's more. And so we have the ability. So I'm sharing this to say, regardless of what happened in 24 or 23, it's no condemnation, but we need to learn from that and say, what can I do different to begin to change and have good success? Amen. I want to move into more success. How about you? If it wasn't a successful year, then begin to take inventory and say, okay, it wasn't here, it wasn't here, and it wasn't here, but I'm not going to meditate on you anymore, except I'm going to use that uh, uh, to turn things around for my 24. I'm going to begin to approach these things different. I'm going to begin to speak to it. I'm going to begin to take the promises that are yea and amen to me. I'm going to begin to say, Lord, I thank you that you're the greater one, that you live in me, and you said we, I can do anything through you. There's nothing impossible to those who believe. Praise God. And so I'm going to stand up and take my place in 24. I'm going to begin to, in my family, in my business, in, in, in my life around me, in my peace and contentment, my joy, and my everything that, that you promised me, Lord, I'm going to take this and I'm going to take it to the next level, if not a couple levels, praise God. I've always talked about do what you can wrap your faith around. What does that mean? Well, as we grow in faith, there's some, you know, there's sometimes we think, oh, I'm just going to do that, I can grab a hold of it. But when we take inventory, really our faith is not able to really grab that. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Faith is what? The confidence of what God said he would do. So faith is the confidence. So if your confidence level isn't up, if something shakes it, uh, maybe your faith isn't quite to that point yet. So what do you do? Faith comes by how? Hearing and 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 hearing some more, Right? It's a continual. It's not for faith doesn't come by having heard. It comes from a continually hearing. And so that's why if, if we're hearing the negative around us, faith is going to be built in that. Confidence is going to be built in that. Confidence is if a child is told over and over and over again, you can't do something, you can't do it, you can't, you'll never be anything in life, you'll never amount to anything. If a, a child continues to hear that, guess what? He's going to have confidence in that. That he's going to grow up and be a nobody, be a nothing. But when you begin to hear, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. Praise God. The greater one dwells within me. God said everything my hands touch prospers. Bless God. Every, the ground of my feet tread upon his mind. I have authority in my life. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The more you continue to feed yourself with that, guess what? You begin to believe it. 
Because it begins to be true. You can hook your faith up with it, and then all of a sudden you begin to walk there. People say, hey, how come all this is working for you? Because I'm working it. I'm going to make my way prosperous, and I am going to have good success. Come on now. It's a choice. So this is how we're going to do it. If, we, if you didn't like 23, some things in it, then what are we going to do? We're going to begin to have a different plan of attack. We're going to begin to, uh, uh, my year's going to look different than this year. I can tell you right now, my 24 is going to look a little bit different than 23. 23 was good, but I'm telling you, 24 is going to be much better, praise God. Now, does that mean the problems are just going to disappear and go away? No, absolutely not. Matter of fact, they'll accelerate. Because the Bible promises this. He says, in this life you will have trouble. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it, David? That's just really exciting. You know, praise God. You're more than a conqueror, but you're going to have some trouble. Oh, do you have to throw that in? Well, yeah. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. We live in a world that the enemy uh, manipulates in. He is the God of this world right now. But we're more than conquerors. Amen. And so we make the decision that we're going to rise above that, praise God. We're not going to live in that state. Turn, if you would, to Romans, the 8th chapter, please. Romans 8, I'm going to read this in the NIV, simply because I like how it reads here. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are what? More, everybody say more, more. than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced and persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he says, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Like I said, God loves us more than the devil, devil hates us. Praise God. So it's a choice to receive the love of God. It's a choice that we, we step into that more than a conqueror that has been given to us. So, you know, we talk about the promises of God. There's promises all through Scripture. We see them, Scripture after Scripture after Scripture to us. Aren't you thankful that this book was written for us? This book was written to give us uh, help and insight and growth and to accelerate in life and to rise above the situations in this life and in this world that comes along. It's very personal. It's very real. It's, it's life every day. So what did Joshua 1.8 says? In your laws will I meditate. In your word will I meditate day and night. So we have to keep that rolling over on the inside of us on a continual basis. We have to keep that before us because the world's trying to say oh you you can't do this or you can't do this or you'll never excel in this or or you'll never be enough you'll never you'll never meet up you'll never be uh, 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 rise to the expectation of some well you may not will be due but the promises of God are still true and they're for us to walk in and so we take choose to take it and say that's my life we have a saying around here we say a lot. It's not about religion, it's about a relationship with God. And it all stems out of that relationship that we have with Him. It all stems from, from knowing that we're in partnership with God Himself. We're His children, praise God. Some people, when you hear uh, some people talk about, all oh, the man upstairs, you know they don't have a relationship with Him. Because He's my Father. Hallelujah. Amen. He's my personal. He's, my, he's the lover of my soul. He's my daddy. I can crawl up on his lap and receive his strength and his help. He loves me so much. He loves each one of us. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for that? Now Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read this out of the New King James. Romans chapter 5, begin reading in verse 6. Romans 5, 6. 
For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Hallelujah. That's for us, right? For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but for perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much, what's the word, next word? More. Much more than, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Not wrath from him, he's not a wrathful God to him, but wrath through him. The wrath that's in the world, the wrath of, uh, uh, the, the, that's in the spirit of darkness, praise God. We're saved from that, delivered from that. But, he said, much more than now being justified by his blood. So his blood, the power, has justified us and set us in a much better place, praise God. So we're looking at some more things that uh, uh, the Scripture tells us that we have available to us. The word more is used. This is just a fraction of, as we get into these today, of what's in Scripture. Begin to look for the mores in your Bible. Begin to look for the mores that's promised you. Because God, our God is a God of more. You know, I've used this statement before. What's, what's everything, that, when God created this earth, what it, who did he create it for? He created it for mankind, didn't he? He didn't just create it and say, well, look here, here's gonna, I'm going to set this up on a shelf and just look at it and just be at all at how, what I can do. No, he created this earth and placed mankind in it. Why did he know that man would like the things that's in the earth? Because the earth is God's taste and we are created in God's likeness, his image and his likeness, right? And so he knows what we like. God likes them the same things, praise God. Did you ever think about that? Sure he does. We're his children. I mean, you ever look how close your children are and some of their likes and dislikes? Is there a few that hit close to home? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, and a lot of people think, well, it's because this is what they grew up eating or this is what they grew up doing. Well, that's a part of it too, but it's a lot in the DNA. So God put some good DNA on the inside of us, Amen. So he created this earth for us. Did he create more in this earth? I've talked about this before. All you dog lovers, aren't you thankful he didn't just make one kind of dog? <laughs> so that's it. That's all you get. It's going to be a Dalmatian poodle. <laughs> if you got one, I'm sorry. No, I just... <laughs> no. Uh, uh, cat lovers, aren't you thankful he didn't just make a cat with one type of personality? When you went to you see your cat, he'd go... <laughs> <laughs> or uh, horse lovers, aren't you glad he didn't just make one kind uh, uh, stock of horses? Cattle, whatever it is. Flowers, aren't you glad he didn't just make one flower? Just a... Well, you know, I'll make a nice pretty yellow one. That'll be good for everybody. No, he made more, didn't he? He made more of everything. Who did he create it for? For us. He's the God of more, praise God. Well, I don't like that, but I sure like this. Well, isn't that amazing? Who do you have to be thankful for that? The God of more. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God didn't just give the ideas for someone to make a certain type of clothing that, ever, that it was only that type of that's all there was that's all there was for a man to make was a certain type of clothing certain color certain type that's it everybody wears, wears the same boy talk about boring right but no guess what God put that ingenuity God put that that uh, um uh, uh, that ability to design in us, in mankind, but he didn't just do it for one, he done it more. We could just we could talk all day about the mores that God has given to us, that he, he is the God of more. Amen. He really is. There's things that you might like or might not like, but there's things that you'll always find something that you like because 
God provides those for us. You say, well, man came up with it. Where did man's ingenuity come from? Without God, we're nothing, praise God. Amen. All right, uh, let's look at James. Let's go to James chapter 4. Let's find another one in more. You think there's more in here? Sure there is. James 4, begin reading verse 1. I'm going to read out the NIV in this one as well. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Talking about from the flesh, right? From the flesh side. You desire, but you do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more. Everybody say more. He gives us more grace. That is why Scripture said, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will come near to you. So, what he says, he gives more grace. Everybody say, more grace. Can we use more grace? Did you know that grace is an empowerment? You ever needed grace to do something? If you've ever had a maybe a close family member depart earth, someone you was very close to, you needed God's empowerment or His grace to walk through that time. And He will give that grace. I tell people all the time, you're in that situation, if you ask Him for it, receive it and expect it because He will give you the grace because he knows all about the separation here on this planet earth between a loved one. He will give grace. He'll give grace to us to receive an empowerment to walk through that, regardless of what it is, praise God. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? Or, or, or maybe it's uh, uh, to do a job. Maybe there's a particular job to do that you've been asked to do, and it takes some empower, special empowerment to do it. It takes some grace to walk there. It takes that uh, 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 more than natural, the ability that you may think that you don't have in the natural, but that God empowers you to do what you need to do to get through it. Maybe you've got a job. Maybe the job that you work on requires a certain amount of grace. I believe they all do. And, and you might start that job and think, well, you know, I'm not really very pleased, uh, you know, to work here. But the longer you work there, if you expect God's grace, all of a sudden you begin to receive the empowerment to do your job and all of a sudden you begin to find out that you just love it. Praise God. I've seen it. Hallelujah. Get our attitudes right. Receive the grace of God for it. And man, all of a sudden things take off. Praise God. So thank God for the grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at Luke chapter 18. We're doing good. Praise God. Luke 18. And let's look at verse 29. We're going to look at verse 29 and 30. I'm going to read this out of the New King James again on this. Luke 18, 29 and 30. So he said to them, Assuredly I say unto you, there is no one who has left houses or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the ages to come eternal life. So I'm telling you, it pays to serve God. It pays to pick up the mail of whatever God's put on your life to do. When you walk there, there's a grace to do it. And God sees that and receives that, and he said, you will receive many times more in this present time. Man, you might think, if I do this or that, I'm, I'm, I'm being deprived. No, let's get our attitude right, praise God, and just receive the more he's got set up to receive for that. Amen? Because what happens? It's the principle that's in the earth. It's going to continue to be in the earth, seed time and harvest. 
He says it's going to be in the earth. As long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest will remain. Sowing and reaping, praise God. Kingdom of heaven is all based on seed time and harvest. Planting a seed, receiving a harvest. Sowing a seed, reaping a harvest. When we're giving, we're working in the kingdom, we're working for the things of God, we're planting seeds. God says, I'm watching over that seed to produce that harvest, the maximum harvest potential that you can get. If you keep your attitude right, don't block the harvest, praise God. It'll come back in waves, hallelujah. So there's more on the return on, on, on giving out than just giving out, praise God, there's more. And we know that if we want to get to some place, how do we do it? By planting seeds, sowing seeds. Hallelujah. If, if, if a farmer wants to get, wants to increase his, his um, uh, 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 finances, if he wants to increase his livelihood, what's he do? Plant more seed in the ground, praise God. Quality seed, get it in the ground because that harvest is going to produce equals uh, uh, abundance, praise God. Amen. So if a farmer knows that, he knows the importance of getting the seed in the ground so he can get the harvest to get more, praise God, then we should know too that if we want more in our life, we plant more seed. And that's why God says that there's a great harvest on the more that's given in this lifetime. That's a good promise. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He sees that and he rewards that. He rewards it so many different areas of our life, praise God. All right? Now let's look at uh, look at First Corinthians or Second Corinthians. I'm sorry, chapter four. Second Corinthians, chapter four. See what Paul has to say here in Second Corinthians. We'll read this out of the New King James four sixteen. Going to be going to read in verse sixteen. Second uh, Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, I love this, Paul talks about our light affliction. When you see where he comes from, it wasn't what we call light affliction. It was some pretty tough stuff. It was near-death stuff, praise God. But he just called it light affliction. Why? Because compared to the things of God, it was nothing. Hallelujah. Had a good attitude about it, right? For a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal, praise God. We're talking about eternal things here. He said this light affliction is just going to last for a moment. That's why I use this, I've coined this phrase, and a lot of you have had it, even pick it up now, this too shall pass, praise God. COVID, this too shall pass, praise God. Amen. Whatever it is you're dealing with in your life, this too shall pass. It's not pleasant for the moment, but praise God, if we keep our attitude right, it'll work in us, the Bible says, a far more exceedingly weight of, uh, of eternity, praise God, in us. It's an eternal thing. It's something that works uh, righteousness in us, something that works faith in us, praise God. No, we may not like it, but praise God, it builds character right in the middle of it, and we march through that thing and come out better on the other side. Amen. Hallelujah. You try to explain that to your children, uh, they don't get that. But anyway, some adults don't get it either, but praise God. Oh, we're getting it a little more, a little more by more. Amen. So he says, it, it's but for a moment, but it's working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. All right, now let's go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 20, 23, uh, chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. We'll read this out of New King James. Hallelujah. Mark 4, 23. If anyone have ears to hear, let him hear. Now let's stop right there for just a moment. Why would he make a statement like that? Um, okay, so Stephanie... Do you have ears to hear? <laughs> Ever think about that? Well, but what's that really saying? Yeah, that's a part of it too. And, 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 and most of you have done this, but uh, can we do something real quick? Uh, on the overhead, can you put up the word heart? H-E-A-R-T, please. 
Most of you know where we're going with this. But if you can just put up the word heart, just type it in and put it up there. Hallelujah. Pardon me? Try it? Okay, well, we'll give you a little bit. That's all right. It's, it's you serve Sunday, so this is helping them a little bit to know. Never know when the pastor may throw a, a loopy in there. Praise God. Got to be ready for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you can, if you can get it, the word pretty big, that would even be better. Hallelujah. <laughs> bigger the better. Praise God. Go bigger, go home, right? No, it's everybody stay here. Hang on. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wouldn't normally do this, but this is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You say, yeah, unless you're the one back here doing this. There you go. Can you make it any bigger? <laughs> How about a little bit bigger font there? You're getting there. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. This is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, where the, while they're doing, there you go. Good job. Give a hand clap. Praise God. Yeah, good job. All right. Now, I'm not going to ask you to do this next part because, okay, did you? you? You think you got it? You think you got it? Good. Okay, put your cursor between the word, uh, between the H and the E. Put a space in there. There you go. What's right in the middle of your heart? So the real hearing that we are to hear with is in the center of our heart not with these okay so when he says this verse if anyone have ears to hear let him hear where's he gonna be hearing with yeah so if he when he says it like this if he has ears to hear in other words, it might be somebody that don't have ears to hear. Maybe they've never accepted Jesus, right? But once you accept Jesus, you have ears to hear. Now, I, I get it. There's a, there's a, there's a part uh, of that that plays into it that we have to be willing to listen in our heart. That's, that's part of it for sure, totally. But folks, if we've been born again, if Jesus is our Lord, our heart's reborn, then we have the ears to hear in the middle of our heart. We can truly hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in here, not here. All right? Now that we got that, a lesson, a little mini lesson in a lesson, okay? If anyone have ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to him, take heed what you hear. Ah. So now he's talking about if you have ears to hear, let him hear. Now he says, take heed what you hear. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, what more shall be given? For whosoever has, whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Okay, so uh, it's very important that we hear with the ears of our heart. God wants more for us, amen? He wants us to receive more hearing from Him. He wants us, us, us to hear from Him clearly, and He wants us to hear from Him daily. He does. Every day He wants us to hear His voice. Now, I want to I say something here. If you're here today... And you say, you know, I just don't, I, I just don't hear the voice of the Lord. I just don't hear Him. Well, I believe that you do, but you just maybe don't recognize His voice. And it comes from practice listening to Him. It's just like the more time that we spend, a, a, a mother spends with her children, or children with her mother, or, or father, or family, the more that voice becomes recognizable, Right? It, it, it begun, begins to, you could pick them out. I mean, there's, 
you know, uh, the more people you hang around. Then there's sometimes just a special voice. You know, I've talked about this before. I can hear Robbie Gunn in the other end of a grocery store, and I know it's Robbie Gunn. <laughs> right, Robbie? And he knows it's my voice, too. He, you know, we've hung around each other a lot, and many of you. Uh, and and I, so, so what happens? We recognize, uh, and I really recognize my voice, especially when she says, Mr. Bauer. <laughs> it's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, uh, no, because there's a lot of... <laughs> shaking her head. <laughs> it, it's because a lot of a lot of time may, there may be a lot of people talking or a lot going on in my mind or whatever. And she, but but I recognize the voice. Not just that, but I recognize the sound of her voice. And so we recognize when we spend more time around our heavenly Father, we more easily recognize His voice. One of the best things you can do, you and I can do, is practicing listening to him you remember the story i told about the car that i was going to buy this car and uh, i had just made the decision i said okay i'm going to practice lord listening to your voice and on the way up there i heard the spirit of the lord say you don't want that car i said oh i don't (laughs) i knew and then it was like okay i have to make a decision was that the lord or was that my mind well my mind wouldn't tell me that my mind really wanted it. I mean, it was it was a hot rod. It, I, you know, most guys' mind wants that. <coughs> Just saying, Nick. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I had to make a decision. You said to myself, you said you were going to practice listening to the voice of the Lord. Now's the time to put it into practice. And so I just flipped a Yui, turned around, headed back, and I wasn't going 300 yards down the road. That desire for that car just left. If we'll do what we know to do, when the Lord speaks to us, He'll help us. He'll help us with, the, with those details. But we must practice that. And I made that purpose in my heart. I'm going to practice listening. And I still do to this day. I'll go to do something, and I'll look for the voice of the Lord on the inside. And like I've said, talked about it before many times, uh, most of the time, it's more an impression on the inside than it is a voice that I hear. And we see in Scripture, Paul talked about, and it seemed right that he went up to Ephesus. It seemed right. He used that phrase a lot. It seemed right to do this, or seemed right. They seemed right to do this. Well, what was that? That was that impression on the inside, that knowing. Because what does Paul say? He says, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. There's a connection. There's a bearing witness together. There's a knowing. You know, Brother Hagin used to always talk about, he says, you know, there's that, when it's, when it's right, there's that velvety feeling on the inside. It's on, in here, not, not any place, but on the inside. It, that it's right. It's good. And when it's not, it's like taking a bath with your socks on. It doesn't feel right, does it? <laughs> ah, something's not right about this. And so that's why we need to practice listening on the inside. Sometimes it's a, it's a voice. Sometimes I'll hear a word or a phrase or something like that the Lord's saying. I might know something here in the congregation, maybe something the Lord's speaking about, and, and, and it begins to come more. Uh, you know, it's not like audibly. I can see the words on the inside. Sometimes I'm looking at things and reading, reading Scripture, and all of a sudden something is highlighted. It comes out, it's, and I know it's the, the, the Lord speaking and bringing that out in that. Most of the time, it's the impression of knowing what to do or what, knowing not what to do, or, or knowing to, do, to not do something. And so we have to practice that, right? If you've got ears to hear, you listen. You tune that in, all right? You tune that in. Let's look. at here, Here's one everybody knows. John 10th chapter, verse 10. You know this one, right? John 10, 10 says, The thief comes not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. So when you're hooked up, when you've got your wagon hooked up with God, there's, you're hooked to more, praise God. Amen. There's more, glory to God. Aren't you thankful? Everybody say more. more. Let's say it again. More, more. for me. 
In 24. Hallelujah. So it's a choice that we make to receive what he's given us. It's a choice that we say, you know what? I, I'm going to receive the more that he's given us. I'm going to receive. There's, there's more blessings available, praise God. Do you think God is shortened at all? Do you think he's lacking at all? Do you think there's any, any weakness on God's part? No, the Bible says his arm's not shortened to us. In other words, he don't have the ability to, oh, I just can't reach you with this. No, there's plenty of room in his length to get to us what he needs to get to us if we'll just receive it because he loves us so much. Amen. I said he loves us so much, praise God. Has a good plan for our lives. He has a good plan. A lot of people look at things, well, why did God allow this or why did God allow that or why did this happen? And that should be a very simple answer to you to know that God had nothing to do with it. Allowing or disallowing. We live in a world that Satan is the God of. He can't just come down and stop the enemy from doing certain things because it's not his. It's it's God's world, but he don't have the lease on it. You know, it was turned over to him. Adam turned it over to to Satan in the garden, and he had, Satan has a legal right to do. But guess what? We're here in this world, and we've said Jesus. We've activated our will because we've given God's given us each a will to choose, right? And so we activate our will and we say, Haha. We say, Lord, we want you to work on our behalf. We're asking you to work here in my, in my domain. We're asking you to work in this situation. We're work, asking you to work in that. And then God can moves in through that. And see, He can't do it. He can't work in the earth in our arena unless we ask Him. Because then He would be illegally coming into Satan, a world that Satan has the lease on and pushing him aside and say, get out of the way. I can't, God won't do that. He can't do that. It's, it's not legal. It's, now we know that Satan's lease is soon to run out. Hallelujah. But that's why it's so important that God needs us in the earth to activate our will on God's behalf and give God room to work. That's why, folks, listen very carefully to me here. Your family, God needs your uh, alignment with him so that he can work in your bloodline I see it from a pastor's standpoint I'm telling you I see it in this church I've seen it over the years so strong that when a family member comes to God and says God we ask you to just to work in my life I just give you everything in my life then by doing that God's able to work in that bloodline he's able to work and husbands and dads they come in give their give their life to the lord and begin to serve god begin to to seek god's face and everything i'm not talking about serving in the church or doing this i'm talking about their personal relationship with god strengthening that you know spending their time with him drawing close to god all of a sudden god begins to work in their family this way and that way begins to go out and all of a sudden family members start getting born again people start serving god praise god Hallelujah. I told you the story. How, and, and, and by the way, give you a little uh, something coming up. Next Sunday is going to be a special service here in the ministry. I'm going to share my testimony of how God got to me back in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I need to get it together. Uh, I want to work on want to get a book going and I need content in this and I know that a lot of you have heard it or heard parts of it and whatnot but I'm going to go into some details and stuff and where I came from and what God did in my life and how he brought me to this point and what that entailed and uh, so I'm going to be giving that uh, uh, next Sunday and I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the part that faith plays in that okay so anyway, wherever I was going with this, uh, but uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, working in the family. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody was listening. Praise God. Nick, how come you didn't come up with that? You wasn't paying attention. You have something else distracting you there. <laughs> yeah. 
fixes. That's it. I ain't never sitting on the front row again. I ain't never. <laughs> All right, let me to pick somebody back further back. No, uh, no. Uh, I always I saw it in my family. I told you the story how that uh, uh, you know I've got f- uh, four sisters and one brother. Uh, two of my sisters already graduated to glory. But uh, all of us got born again and filled with the Spirit within a matter of like three months. It spread through our family like wildfire. We're all adults and had family, except for myself, had families of their own. And I'm telling you, it it allowed, uh, you know, God just worked in there. And I've seen it in people's lives, uh, uh, and I've seen it in many of your lives. And I'll use somebody even right here that just kind of comes to mind real quick, Billy and Judy. Billy and Judy, they came into the church. They both got born again, praise God. Uh, uh, Judy did first, gave her life to the Lord. And uh, having a little struggle in their marriage and, and uh, thought their marriage was over. And Judy wanted me to talk to, uh, 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 you know, counsel a little more. And I said, well, I'm sorry I won't do it unless Bill, Billy comes. She said, oh, he won't come. But he made the right choice. He did come. Came in, we met, he gave his life to the Lord. Now I said, now you guys have a common denominator. We can work with this. We can go someplace here. Spirit of God did. How many years ago that been? 20 years ago. Praise God. And uh, does it mean everything's been a bed of roses? No. But they have something to work with now. They have a common denominator in there. God. And so they began and and, and they really bothered them that their son, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Billy Jr., I was going to say, but Bill, those of you who don't know, raise your hand, Bill. Uh, Sarah, would you raise his hand for him? <laughs> there you go. Those of you who don't know Bill, he's a good man. And uh, Bill was kind of doing his thing, okay? He was just minding his own business, doing his, other, uh, his thing, and but their heart was, man, we really want to see him serving God. We wouldn't really want to have him have that relationship that we do with God, and really. But now see Billy and Judy. They're, they're in there. They're pressing into God. They want all God's got for them, praise God. And then what happens? All of a sudden, God begins to work in Bill's life. Next thing you know, Bill moves to Lander. Next thing you know, Bill starts coming to church. Next thing you know, Bill's heart and attitude begins to change a lot. Now, next thing you know, Bill's going to be getting married. <laughs> because of this two right here. You see that? How that allowed God to work in his life. Now, Bill had a part to play in that. He has a will, has to align with God's will. But God take care of that. So I want to say that to encourage you in this, no matter what's going on in your family, God's able to reach them. If you just keep your relationship with God going, praise God, draw closer to Him, and God's able to get into that and work, praise God. It might take a while, that's all right. Let God work, praise God, and just keep thanking God for it. Amen? God's got more for your family. Hallelujah. Amen? He's got good things, praise God. Because he's a good God. Aren't you thankful for that? Yes. Praise the Lord. Well, let's everybody stand to our feet. Glory to God. It's been enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read one last scripture here. Luke, the 11th chapter, verse 13. If ye then, being evil, and that word evil means uh, earthly or natural, carnal, okay, if you then, being natural or carnal, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You know, God has given us so much. He's given us such blessings. And we look at things in the world and think, oh, you know, there's a lot of good things out there. But I'm telling you, God has more. And, and the more that He gives is not dead-ended or open-ended or with contingencies or everything. When He gives us something, it's a blessing, praise God, and it'll go on and on and on and on in our lives. 
So I don't know what it is that you may need here today of something. Maybe you need the ultimate more, Jesus himself. Maybe you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. That's where you start. I mean, that's the starting place. You don't start there, man. That's where we all start. And we'll share about that next Sunday, where I, where I started, praise God. Oh, it set me on a journey that I'm still on, praise God. Good stuff. And I know many of you, I could ask you, do you remember when your more took place? Your, you, the big more, when you accepted Jesus, the most more you'll ever do, right there. Most people say, yeah, I remember exactly where I was at, when it, at, when it happened, praise God. It was, it was monumental to me. So if you happen to be here, and your more hasn't taken place in that area yet, you haven't said, God, I want more of you. I, I want you in my life. I need you. I've got to have you in my life. Now, maybe you're here and you've accepted Jesus at one point in your life, but you know you walked away from him. You've kind of done your own thing. I talk to people all the time. Yeah, when I was a child years ago, I accepted. I went to went to this Bible school or, or, or vacation Bible school or something and asked Jesus in my heart. They, they still remember that, but then they've just kind of done their own thing for years. Maybe that's you. Maybe you kind of went and done your own thing. It's like, you know what? That's enough of this. Especially as you get older, you really realize there's no future in that at all. God has much more, praise God. So you might be here today, and you need that more in your life. You say, you know what? I know, God, you've got, you've got so much more for me. You've got. I need my heart to where I can truly hear your voice clearly. I need those ears to hear clearly. And you can do that before we leave here. So I want to pray for you. But the main thing is you need to pray because you have more authority in your life than I do in your life. All right? So either one of those cases, if you've never accepted Jesus or maybe you have, but then you've walked away from God. I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed right now, if you would, please. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray this prayer, and if that's you, I just want you to repeat this prayer. And I want you, you're not praying it to the church, you're praying it to God yourself make the decision God this is between me and you and I'm being real with you right now hallelujah are you ready let's do this let's pray this together if that's you you pray it to God heavenly father thank you so much for loving me I ask you to come into my heart to be my lord to take the reins of my life. You've got me, my whole being, my whole heart. I ask you to do what you want to do in my life. I covet with you from this day forward. I'll do my very best to put you first and embrace you working in my life I receive your forgiveness right now in Jesus name Amen so if that was you and you prayed that prayer in either situation I'm telling you God met you right where your faith was at praise God now take it to the next level Father I just pray now over this congregation I thank you Father God for the more that's coming to that you have in store for us Lord, you want us to take your word and to begin to decree and declare and make our way prosperous and begin to have good success. And so, Lord, I pray over this, every member, Word of Faith Family Church, every person that's here today, I thank you, Father God, for working mightily in every life. I thank you for doing what you need to do. I thank you, Father God, we're not going to stay the same place, but we're going to go higher with you. We just make that decision, praise God, that we're going to have more this next year. More, more, more. And Father, we just give you all the glory. 
Thank you, Lord, for working in our bodies, for strengthening us, for bringing more health. We just give you all the glory, more joy, more goodness. Praise God. You're a good God. We love you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Go and be blessed. Have an awesome day today. Praise God. Tomorrow. We'll see you next year. Hallelujah. Amen. Hug somebody's neck. Shake their hand. Be blessed. Amen. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.